You know, so far in our Knowing God sermon series, uh, we have found God to be worthy of our worship. And one of the great reasons why he's so worthy is because God is holy in every way. That means that God is totally set apart from human beings. But we also found that God, as revealed in Jesus Christ, loved his earthly mother enough that he would honor her, that he would welcome her involvement in his life, that he would care for her, and that ultimately he would provide for her even into old age. But we also discovered that because God is faithful, you and I can be certain when we pray, you and I can have victory over temptation, we can celebrate God like he deserves, but we can also be faithful even when we're afraid. Now we also found that God does not change. His promises, his purposes, his provision, his personality, and even his prophecies never change. After that, we found Bible evidence and we found earthly evidence, and perhaps most importantly, we found personal evidence that supports the fact that God alone has absolute power. He is a powerful God. And then we come to Father's Day. Today, on Father's Day, we're going to see the importance of knowing God as our Father. There has been plenty of research that reveals the importance of male spiritual leadership in the home. It's a sad reality that only 31% of American men attend church at least once a week. And the reason that it's sad is because research further reveals that if a child is the first person in the home to become a Christian, then there's a 3.5% probability that the rest of the home is going to come to Christ as well. Now, we have seen some of that here at Bethel, where the child comes to Christ and some of the uh, rest of the family comes to Christ. That's good news. However, if a mother is the first to trust Jesus, then the percentage goes from 3.5% to 17% percent of the rest of the home will accept Christ. But listen to me. If the father is first, if the father is first to become a Christian, there is a 93% probability that the rest of the home will follow. When the father goes first spiritually, good things happen. In the home. Let us pray then that our Heavenly Father will continue to convict more men, more men to accept their calling as spiritual leaders in our homes. Never before in a generation in the United States of America have we needed it more. And I'm convinced, friend, that the only way that that's going to happen is when we dads, I'm talking to myself as much as I am to you, when we dads begin following the divine example of our Heavenly Father. As Jesus was teaching his disciples to pray, 
He told them to begin by approaching the throne of grace, but then begin by addressing their heavenly father. In Matthew chapter 6, it's on page 853 in the Bibles in front of you. I'm going to be uh, referring to that prayer uh, frequently. But in Matthew chapter 6, we find the Lord's Prayer. And in verse 9, Jesus said, pray like this. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Holy is your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Friends, listen. Your earthly father may not have been perfect, but your heavenly father is. And we've already seen that God is holy in every way. But not only is he holy, not only is he set apart, but his kingdom is set apart, his will is set apart, and his dwelling place in heaven is set apart. God is holy. However, part of knowing God is understanding that God is your father. He is your father. And you need to know that in real and relevant ways. So that's what the focus of this message is about today. I don't have to tell you that your heavenly father is vastly different than the father who helped conceive you. We know that he is vastly different. In fact, in describing this difference, Jesus said, do not call anyone on earth your father. Did you know that? Jesus said, don't call anyone on earth your father, for there is only one father that you have. He who is in heaven. That's how set apart God is should be. In Malachi chapter 10 verse 1, the prophet said, have we not all one father? Has not one God created us all? And then Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus saying, there is one God and father of us all who is above all, through all, and in you all. So while our father in heaven is drastically different than our earthly dads, we should find stark similarities between our heavenly father and the Christian dad who is striving to be the very best that he can be. So I pray that today you're going to be able to reflect on your own calling as a Christian dad and see if you see a mirror image of our heavenly father. The first similarity that we find is that our heavenly father loves and provides for his children. A primary character trait of our Heavenly Father is that of expressing love. Now, I believe that all dads have love, but some men have a hard time expressing it, right? Uh, that, it doesn't come naturally for a lot of men. So that's something that we must work on when we become dads. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, John wrote to Christians saying, Behold what manner of love the Father has lavished on us that we might become children of God. That God lavished, poured out on us that we might become children of God. Friends, i got to tell you, the love that the Father had for the first disciples is true for you and I as well. We need to know that. 
You see, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. The love of our Heavenly Father is perhaps expressed the very best in providing. In providing what his children needed the most. Namely, we need to be saved from the penalty of sin. That's our greatest need. And we know that our Heavenly Father provided that for us. I read about one little girl who said to her mom, Mama, if Santa Claus brings gifts and God gives our daily bread and Uncle Sam gives us the Social Security check, what do we need Daddy for? Well, let me tell you why you need Daddy. Because dads are supposed to be much, much more than just providers. Much more than that. Dads are supposed to love their children lavishly like God loves his children. Now, I'll be the first to concede that a dad who truly loves his kids will also adequately provide the needs that they have. But then he will go beyond that. And he will do far more than just provide. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 11, in that Lord's Prayer there, Jesus taught the disciples to ask our Heavenly Father for daily provision. He said, give us this day our daily bread. But Jesus also taught us to ask the Father for other things that we might need. In the next chapter, in chapter 7 and verse 7, Jesus said this to his disciples, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. For what man among you is there, if his son asks for bread, that he will give him a stone? Or what man is there among you, what father is there among you, if his son asks for a fish, that you would give him a serpent. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Not only provision, but giving us much, much more than what we ask for or what we deserve. Friend, listen, if you're a Christian dad right now, you should be able to tell your love for your kids by your actions, not just by your words. Your kids should know that you love them by the way you love, by the way you act. Our Heavenly Father loves and he provides for his children. But we also find that our Heavenly Father knows and forgives his children. I got to ask this question, one that was just on me all week long, and that was this. Does God really know how hard it is to live a faithful life down here? Does God really know how difficult it is to live in these sinful bodies amongst sinful people on this sinful planet? Does he really know? Well, last week I mentioned our Camp United Focus verse. Hebrews 4.16, that tells us that we can come boldly to the throne of grace 
where we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. But this week, I found the real reason that's true. And that's Hebrews 4, 15. And it says that we don't have a Savior who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses because he was in all points tempted, just like me and you, yet was without sin. So, we don't have to wonder if God knows how hard it is to live faithfully down here. He's experienced it. His only begotten emissary, Jesus Christ, stepped out of the glory of heaven. He experienced firsthand how difficult it is to live godly in an ungodly world. He knows. But not only does he know how difficult it is, he also knows you. In Psalm 103, David writes, As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities him who worship him. For he knows our frame. God knows our makeup. He knows and understands our constitution. And he remembers that we're just made of dust. So knowing us better than we know ourselves, our Father offers us what we need the most. The forgiveness of sin. Now in that model prayer, Jesus tells us to pray in verse 12. And he says, and tell the Lord... And forgive us our transgressions as we forgive those who transgress against us. You see, our, conscience, our consciences tell us when we've sinned. Amen? Do you know when you've sinned? Our consciences tell us when we've been disobedient to God. Our consciences tell us when we're living a lifestyle of rebellion against God. Right? God knows it. Not only do you know it, but our Father in heaven knows it as well. And when sin happens, look what God does. God says you need grace. You need the goodness of God that you do not deserve. But not only do you need grace, you also need mercy. You also need that that you do deserve. You need to know that mercy is not giving us what we do deserve. And that's what God gives us instead of the penalty of sin. In Psalm 130, the psalmist asked God, If you, Lord, kept a record of our sins, who could stand? But you offer forgiveness that we may stand in awe of you. Through our Father's only begotten Son, we are offered this priceless gift of forgiveness, not only for the sins you have committed, but for all the sins you may commit in the future. Forgiveness is available to every person on the planet. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 1, In Him, meaning Jesus, we have redemption. We have been bought back by the blood of Christ. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of God's grace. So if you're a Christian dad, i got to tell you, your kids are going to need plenty of grace. 
If you're a Christian dad, I got to tell you, your kids are going to need plenty of mercy. Not only giving them what they don't deserve, but not giving them what they do deserve. Can I say there's just nothing better than having a heavenly father who loves and provides for his children and having a heavenly father who knows and forgives his children. But we have a heavenly father that goes beyond that. We have a heavenly father who saves us and provides what's best for his children. Now, one characteristic of an amazing dad, amazing father, is that he always wants what's best for his kids, even if it means saving them from something they really want. You see, sin can be very appealing. From the outside, sin can look very, very pleasurable for a season. But once you sample that sin, it can destroy you. So we need a father to strengthen us, to help us, to keep from yielding to the temptation of what might destroy us. We need a father who will intervene. We need a dad who will intervene and keep us from yielding to the temptation to sin. Going back to that model prayer. Our Lord said that we should ask our Father for protection. That we should ask our Father for the things, protection from the things which are not best for us. He said in verse 13, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now sadly, although we know that sin can destroy us, still we flirt with it. We still mess around with it, even though we know it can cause us damage. But our Heavenly Father has intervened. And our Heavenly Father has done all in His power to save us from the horrible, eternal consequences of sin. Our Father simply could not bear the thought of spending eternity without you. So what did our loving, all-knowing Heavenly Father do? Well, he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to provide for us a way to be saved. 1 John 4.14 says that we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his son as savior of the world. That's what God did for us. He did what was best for us. A loving father always manages to provide what his kids need most. In Isaiah chapter 63, the, psalm, the prophet said, You, O Lord, are our father. You are our father, our redeemer. From everlasting is your name. So what the Father wanted most of all is for you and I to be freed from bondage. Our Heavenly Father wanted you and I to be freed from the bondage, from the penalty of sin. But he also wanted us to be freed from the bondage of the power of sin in the lives we live here on earth. That's what the Heavenly Father wants for you. 
And that, my friend, is exactly what Jesus saves us from. In Romans chapter 3, Paul wrote to that church, and he said, But now, the righteousness of God apart from the law has been revealed to you, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, through faith in Jesus Christ, to all and on all who believe, for there is no difference for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is found only in Christ Jesus. My friend, I want you to know that on the authority of the word of God, if you have truly accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior from sin and the Lord of your life, I want you to know your Heavenly Father will never let you go. He will never let you go. You are His property. You are His possession. You are purchased by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. How do you know, Bill? Well, Jesus said so. In John chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. When you truly believe that Jesus is your Savior and the Lord of your life, you will never be snatched out of the hand of God. Can I tell you, an earthly dad that's led by our heavenly Father is a priceless treasure. An earthly dad, led by our Heavenly Father, is truly priceless in every way. For not only does our Heavenly Father love and provide for his children, not only does he know, know his children and know what they need most, forgiveness, our Heavenly Father saves them from the penalty and wants what's best for them. So my question for you today, especially you dads, is are you saved today? And equally important, are you leading your children to be saved? In John chapter 3, Jesus said, the Father loves the Son. You can almost stop there. It's so precious. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hands. He who believes in the Son, has everlasting life. And he who does not believe shall not see life, for the wrath of God abides on him. Do you know how much your heavenly Father loves you? You may be going through something right now where you wonder, God, do you even love me anymore? I want to assure you, your heavenly Father adores you. And when you go through the fire, when you go through the deep water, I want you to be assured that your heavenly Father loves you. 
Have you experienced the forgiveness of sin that your heavenly father offers? It came at a very high price. Have you received heaven and the eternal life that the heavenly father offers through faith in his son Jesus? Friend, I can't think of a better way to celebrate Father's Day than for you to receive the precious gift of salvation that your Heavenly Father offers so that you can be with Him forever. What a Father's Day gift that would be if you would just give Him you. Let's pray. Father, thank You for loving and providing for us. Thank you for knowing us better than we know ourselves and providing that precious gift of forgiveness. And Lord, thank you for saving us through the shed blood of our precious Savior Jesus, your only begotten Son, and always providing what's best for your children. Father, if there's someone here who's wondering, does God really love me? Assure them in this moment that not only do you love them, you adore them enough to provide what they needed the most, forgiveness and an eternity with you. Father, if there's one, even one, who would like to give you the ultimate Father's Day gift, to give of themselves to you, Lord, I pray that you would use this time to to speak to their heart, to speak to their minds and their spirit. Let them know if today would be a great day to give themselves to their Father. Lord, this is what we pray in Jesus' name. And all God's people said. Amen.